0: Hello. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> you just never know what you're gonna get. To. No, no. How are you doing? Golly. <laughs> how are you I doing, Miss Byron? I don't know how it is you put up with all that junk. What? I am. Uh, I'm okay. It's wet today, which is not a bad thing. No. But, but you know, it means I'm kind of gonna be in the house doing some stuff, which is not uh, again not a bad thing. No, it's good to do stuff in the house every now and then. Aren't you aren't, aren't you tired anyway from all the planting? No, in fact, I got messed up because the two weeks that I could do the below ground crops, it was either so windy, it it just about blew my skinny butt over, uh-huh. or it was too wet to plant. So I went out on the very last day of the waning moon. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to get the carrots in. Yeah, okay, carrots, done, beets, done. Am I, I'm not going to plant these parsnips this year. No, I'm just not going to do it. I was just a crazy little woman. Crazy. Oh. <laughs> How's that different from any other day? Uh-huh. Thank you. I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> as soon as it came, as, as soon as you said it, you were like, yeah, she ain't going to let me get away with that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm in trouble already. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so, you know, we got a new moon in Taurus, and I literally yes. have no idea what that means. Do you? Well, I don't know. Taurus is uh, stable, usually. Yeah. A bit dodgy. maybe stubborn and also sun is in taurus right now too because it's so it's doubling up on us oh no i had no idea i did not so is this time of year that you generally start making your plans for well I, i don't know i guess you've already got your garden going so oh lord yes in fact i'm getting ready to start the You know, I do succession planting, and that's succession planting, not succession planting. Oh. Though sometimes I would like to secede from Asheville, North Carolina. Let me just be honest (laughs) about that. We are are finishing up. I've got a little patch of bok choy, and it's starting to flower now, so I'm finishing up that, and then I'll put in some more lettuce and spinach there. Gotcha. Um, And now... If it'll stop raining and warm up just a little bit, this is the longest blackberry winter I can remember. I know. But then I'm going to get in the ground my tomatoes, my peppers, all that, all those lovely nightshades that don't like to have cold feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just ready. My okra finally, <clears throat> finally germinated. It's up. Oh, okay. I'm going to plant some more okra in the next two weeks. If, in fact, it's not super windy or super cold. Oh. Well, you know, I noticed that you get this look in your eyes when it's this time of year. It's like, oh, Lord, there she goes. She's getting ready to plant everything. You're going to plant all the things. (laughs) Well, and I'm I'm in a a funny place because I did a wedding for somebody that I love very much Mm -hmm. last fall, and they have a nursery. And, you know, there are people that don't have a whole lot of money. And they said, uh, well, what do you charge? And I said, how about we barter and you give me some plants from the nursery? Oh, that's a lovely idea. (laughs) So those plants got delivered about a week ago. So now I've also got to plant blueberries and bee balm and uh, horsetail and uh, just a a bunch of stuff. (laughs) So you know, and it doesn't. It's not gonna end for me till about the middle of June, and then it'll be all weeding and harvesting and all that. Yeah, well, it keeps you out of jail. I mean, does it? Will it? That's good. That's if you're good. busy, my daddy's dead now. My daddy promised me because my brother, he had to bail my brother out twice, and he always said, you know, I owe you too. <laughs> and um, and now he's dead so he can't even bail my ass out of jail <laughs> would he have bailed you out I guess he would oh yes my daddy absolutely <laughs> and he would have known who wherever I was in jail whether it's the county or the city he would have known all the people and would have said why is my baby girl in there oh. what did she do <laughs> well she sassed a sheriff and she fill in the blank all the things I probably did and he go now look at that sweet face oh. look at her You know she didn't do any of that. You're just too. What's it gonna cost to get her out of there? That's how that good old boy network works. Is that how that works? Uh huh. I know you don't know anything about that. Nothing. I know nothing about the good old boy network. No. Your grandfather was not a good old boy. Absolutely not. Actually, he didn't fit in very well. But I know that the good old boy network existed. But yeah, no, he he was kind of a rebel. I think the good old boy network too. I'm going to say, has maybe a bad reputation that is not totally deserved. When you're thinking, good old boy, I bet you're thinking the Dukes of Hazzard and what Boss Hog and and somebody... Well, not me. I'm thinking about the power structure in any small town or small county, rural county. Right. Well, power structure. Don't you think that every administration has a power structure and Uh and i don't know that there's anything wrong with networking because that's what it's called today now the questionable things that are associated with good old boy networks i don't know i don't feel so feel as good about that but as far as the networking aspect of it and getting stuff done the good old boy network can be used for good stuff just like the female network could be Oh yeah, I mean, because it's a network, and networks are designed to benefit people either in the network or associated closely with the network. And if you are in a network or associated closely with one, then you are likely to benefit. But if you are not, right? Then you are not. Well, you're likely to benefit depending on who the network, who's in the network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so what their priority. Yeah. 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 So if you're in the network or affiliated with the network, that's, then it's a good network. Well, but if you, uh, but if you are not, then it's a little trickier to navigate. I think. Well, it is, but it is also the grease that 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 causes the machine to run correctly in the small towns. I yeah. mean, we just don't have in small towns. You just do not have. The resources that you do in the bigger towns, and getting stuff done is sometimes just a matter of digging in and doing it, or knowing the right people to do it. And knowing the right people is everything in good old boy networks, or in any yeah. network, as far as I can tell. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and families are a network. So mm-hmm. if you are on the in with your family, yep, then they will move mountains. They will they do what you need and most of what you want but you know if you didn't fit into your family that particular network just like you were saying your grandpa didn't fit into to where he was real well then it just makes it hard makes it harder than, than to live and to get along you're exactly right well I mean he had to have been somewhat okay in in the county because elsewise he wouldn't have been the mayor for 34 years you know So some people, some people would look at that and just instantly say, oh, he's just got to be one of those, those typical good old boys. And maybe in some ways he was, but in a lot of ways he wasn't. And I will tell you that I know, because I knew my grandpa, he, his, his motives were not just money and power and stuff like that. My grandpa really wanted to help folks. And that's part of the reason that he worked as hard as he did was because of that. So, I don't know that you'll find very many people like him out there, but as for being part of the good old boy network, he was a networker, you know, you got to get along to get along, I guess, is the old saying. And it becomes, I mean, if you've got sort of a benevolent dictatorship that way, I always think about Andy Griffith in Mayberry. Yeah. So, Andy Griffith was, he had a good heart and he was fair and equitable. And, uh, and because of that, if you knew the sheriff, then, you know, you knew problems could be taken care of. But not all of the, uh, of the people in these networks are fair or equitable. That's true. And I'm mostly playing devil's advocate. Because oh, uh, for the most part, when I hear about the good old boy network, I'm just like, you know, I get all irritated by it too. But on the other hand, I do like... To use the power well social media is a form of network and i believe that networking can be used correctly to to help you in your business or in your life or whatever i've seen you make a post out on facebook and gather thousands of dollars for this cause or that cause you people have been very very generous about things like that right and some of it has been you know the kind of things that touch your heart like a uh, this woman's mama was dying in Florida, and she didn't think she was going to be able to get down there. And by golly, people, they dumped some money into my PayPal, and I handed her money, and she got to Florida. I remember that. I, I remember. I think people people want to help. I really do believe that for the most part. Certainly the people we know, they want to help. Sometimes they just don't have any idea how to do that. Right. And so when something comes up, like I was just looking at um, our buddy Sherry, Has some little feral kittens, and she's getting ready to send them off to you know to be spayed or neutered or whatever. And she's looking for people who want a kitten. And now that's something people could think about: Could I have another cat, or is am I ready for a cat? And really, and really change a little critter's life. So I think mostly people want to help. Just sometimes they just can't figure figure out how. Well, and that's where the resentment comes in. And there's a lot of people out there, and especially back in the hills, who are not very social. They're not. They want to be left alone. They don't want to talk to other humans. They just want to be mind their own business and have other people mind their own business. Those people don't do networking that well. And they tend to be the ones that get irritated at those who do networking pretty well and again, playing devil's advocate, but I remember when my business first got started, I had no clue as to how to get business, and so I joined a networking club, and I had to unjoin that club in about six months because I had more business than I knew what to do with. Mm -hmm. You see, so it was a, it was a good problem to have, but had I not joined a network and educated the people in that network about what I did for a living, then I wouldn't have had that business, you see. So, so you know, good, bad, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate today. Well, and, and some of it, yeah, some of it works good, and some of it is a, a, an easy way to grease the wheels for graft and corruption and, <laughs> and uh, everything in between, those oh, two things. I've heard it, I've heard, I know, I know, I've heard it. And I I believe you have to be careful when you're in those positions, too. Well, now, isn't it just the truth, though, that you always have to be careful? Yeah, it is. I was having a a conversation with a good friend of mine, who, if I called her name, you'd know exactly who she is, and we were talking about safety. And people just, you know, they're scared, and they want to be safe. we were talking about, you know, all this crazy gas business that's going on, and I said, well, people are just scared. You walk out your door and sniff like a dog and smell of fear all around the place. So, of course, they're doing stuff that seems ridiculous and, and uh, venal and just, I don't know, just awful. And, I mean, that's just the way humans are when things scare us and, and we are so determined we're going to be safe. But the reality mm-hmm. is none of us are safe mm-hmm. anytime. Yep, you're right. And, and some of us are less safe than others, let's be clear about that. That's exactly right. And they're the ones that the network needs to pay attention to and watch out for, yeah, if yeah. I do say so myself. But, but yeah, they rarely are the ones, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, we've all had this kind of year that makes us a little crazy, a little paranoid. And we've had some people who were on the edge before the year. Maybe it's been about a year and a half now, hasn't it? Time yes, has it won. has, because it's May now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people have been traumatized by it. So not only that, but we've had this last year and a half where, or at least me personally and a lot of folks I know, where every time I turn around, I'm going, oh, shit, what now? What do I need to get ready for now? What's going on? What's getting ready to happen? Yeah, And especially as the year wore on and the virus became more virulent and the numbers didn't stop going up and the politics was just all to pieces, all to hell, and I've never seen anything like that before. And I got to the point where I, I just wanted to tap into the news all the time to see what was getting ready to happen, what's getting ready to happen, what's getting ready to happen. Well, that's a state of yellow alert, isn't it? yes and yes. my stress cortisols were all to pieces and i just you know i'm sure my my numbers reflected it in my biology and that's just uh people have been going through this not just me i was one of the lucky people who had a place to stay and i always had food and etc cetera, etc cetera. so many people weren't there and now <laughs> We've had a little bit of downtime and things are starting to even out a little bit, but people are still jumpy, aren't they? Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. You put something out on Facebook with a a, a little bit of a, okay y'all, be a little careful today and <laughs> <laughs> If you put something Well, I, I mean, I have done that, but I but I but I don't do it as an experiment. I do it because you know, I felt something uh, tingly, and I just, you know, I want people to have their eyes open and and just be a little bit careful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Before, uh, you know, y'all, we uh, we always have a little chat before we start recording anything, mm-hmm. and then we never ever hardly talk about what it is we thought we were going to talk about today. <laughs> um, but in our pre-show. Ha ha, doesn't that sound fancy in the it pre-show does. today. Me and Alicia were talking about, um, well, we talked about a bunch of stuff, but uh, we were talking about, I had just seen something and it kind of triggered me a little bit, I seen something in social media, and I said, look, I just, I just want to declare this right out front, I don't think anything is supernatural. <laughs> I think everything is natural. So if you are referring to some practice I do or something I said, well, you're just living in that supernatural world. Then I'm just here to tell you, I'm not. It's the natural world. It's just a part of the natural world we don't know much about. <laughs> it's just some people have eyes for it, and some people do not. Yeah, and that's the truth. It is a truth. It is a truth. Those folks in the ghost, the ghost hunter group, they're all. They want to see it. They want to find something. They want proof. And so they have a little needle of a thought where they're like, something's going on here. What is this? And they don't, can't quite figure it. Think about this. Those, there's some, there's a ghost hunters show on TV where I, I don't know, it's all of these guys and they go out and there's some team and they ghost hunt. That show has been on every week for 10 years now. You would think that after 10 years of all of this great equipment, getting to go anywhere they want to, that they could have come across something that would have been concrete proof and they would quit looking, but they don't. They go every time and they see, oh, here's this thing happened and this thing happened, this other thing happened, this other thing happened. And did it convince them? Has it proven anything? No, I don't think it has. They're still at it 10 years later trying to find proof. Uh, well, yeah, but is, that's not the reason they're doing the show. Well, no. Now, once I started show. talking about it, I yeah, said, exactly. "Yeah, they're doing the show for money, or whatever, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's some group in this area in Western North Carolina that they're currently filming. Uh, some sort of a whatever you call it when you're trying out for a network about Uh ghost hunting here in the western North Carolina mountains and I'm just hoping it doesn't happen (laughs) I'm hoping that whoever does not pick up the show oh god I get probably once a month I get somebody contacts me that from off and they want to just well we want to come to Appalachia because we understand that the mountains are blah, 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 blah. And we would love to meet with you and suck all the knowledge out of your brain and then twist it so that you look like some crazy, toothless, redneck hillbilly. I mean, they don't say that. That's their subtext. Hillbilly and then in parentheses, elegy. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Tell me tell me about the music uh this time of year did you notice that the music would start moving outdoors this time of year uh-huh in fact uh somebody was talking to uh yesterday was saying that she loved where she lived except she had new neighbors mm-hmm. and every saturday night they got together and played live music and she said and if it if they were any good i would love that But they're terrible, and so is the music they choose to play. And I'm thinking, oh, no, hook to be. And she's like, I mean, if they were playing, like, some rock and roll, you know, that'd be okay. I don't know what, some kind of goofy New Age music. I don't know what it is. I was like, oh. But, yeah, music going outdoors. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm so ready. I think this coming weekend will probably be my first real practice in a long time. Oh boy! Yeah. yeah. With the band? Yeah, I I think so. Oh, how nice. (laughs) Assuming I can get there. Yes. Yeah. Assuming you can. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was down to a little less than a quarter of a tank on Monday. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, it's a pretty day. You know, inevitably, I get to that place and then I go, well, I, I guess I could do one more day. And then it's like stormy or cold or rainy. But it was a beautiful day. And I thought, I'll just fill up while I'm out. And I was I was just at the head of a big long line, so I went zoop, zoop, filled up my car, and then I looked up, and there were cars everywhere. Oh. Lines going out in the middle of the road. Wally. Oh. oh, man. Well, hopefully by the time everybody's hearing this, uh, that won't even be an issue anymore. It'll just be a, a memory. The great gas shortage. 2021. We, we go through this a little. I mean, not real regularly, but I mean, in the 70s, uh, when I had first learned to drive, the idea was that, you know, you had to get out early and get gas, or you had to wait in a long line to get gas. And you had to be careful about, you know, not using up all the gas in your tank because you might not get any. <laughs> and then we've had a couple of times here where there's been weather. Or there's been some other kind of pipeline disruption where it's like, oh, my God, there's no now, so I'm going to do (laughs) So, most people, most people, if you can just stay home, why don't you just stay home? Damn, ain't you you got some dusting to do or want to make a pot of beans or something? (laughs) Just stay home. (laughs) Oh, but I can't. You know what? They've got a sale on something at Walmart or Lowe's, and I got to get out because it's a, such a good deal. Uh, okay. Don't even start. That's <laughs> just uh, okay. Whatever yeah. you got. I know. I know. I know. I do. So, Miss Byron, yes. When you hear somebody say "haunted Asheville" or they're from a haunted city, what do you instantly think? <laughs> I instantly think, well, who isn't? (laughs) No, we, our ancestors are all around, and dead people that we never knew, and all kinds of spirits and stuff. It's like it's all here. It is. It's all around. Well, so saying that, do you think there are places that are more haunted than other places? Sure. Such a more spiritually (laughs) people. That's gonna be my new phrase. How spiritually peopled is that place? It's that place that's pretty? It's got a pretty good uh, group of people there. Spirit people, I mean. That could be a realtor saying, "Hey, Gary, you listening?" <laughs> could be. You could say this: this home is spiritually peopled. Holy! <laughs> and it's a like, <laughs> around here. Real estate people don't need any help. Oh, my God, no, they don't. Do we need to get on to that again? But let me just say, no, they don't need any help. Mm -mm. You can't find. And I know because I've looked for other people and just looked in general. I can't believe what I'm seeing out there. Oh, it's wild. It's just wild. My grandpa said they're not making any more land. And he was actually (laughs) right about that. (laughs) Actually, my dad used to say that. I wonder if they knew each other. They might have. What'd your dad do for a living? He was a truck driver. He was. I did mm-hmm. not know that yeah. at all. I hmm. <laughs> no, used to say, God ain't ma- God's making more people, but he ain't making no more land. Yeah, my, my grandpa never brought God into it. <laughs> he just said, they ain't making any more land. <laughs> it's true, except in Hawaii, where they're making more land all the time. Oh, uh, well. Yes, but I it's not. Away. Yeah, that's cool too. Have you seen it on camera? Uh huh. I've never been there though. I've been watching it on the webcams and stuff. Uh-huh. It's fascinating. That yeah, is, I'm still looking at that random, random traffic cameras and random world cameras and all of that. I'm just fascinated by that. I know I'm never going to get to travel to all those places, but I can see what they really look like. And I love that. I love that. It's the you best know, I can do. I don't do that. I bet that's fun. It is so much fun. Don't because it's a time sucking vortex. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I do not need another one of those. No. But now that now that I'm starting to get a little bit of energy again, I can I can do things besides just sit and stare into space like I was doing. Oh, when. you have been <laughs> through it. I tell you what. It was weird. You know, the weirdest thing is I didn't even know that I had brain fog until it started going away. And I was like, say more about it. Yeah. Tell me what brain fog feels like. I wonder if I've got it. I don't think I don't think you've got it. Brain fog. It just I don't know how to explain it. It just feels kind of like you're operating at a slower baud rate. It just—I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize that there was anything different about my thought processes. But looking back on it, I'm thinking, my God, did I actually just sit there for an hour and not do anything? That's brain fog. That's brain oh, fog. okay. Oh, and you know, it wasn't until I started, you know, started to do things again that I realized, oh, hey. I, it doesn't take four hours to make a bed does it no golly and the the whole i hope i'm i'm ready to get all my strength back i'm really ready for that you know or when i say strength i think what i mean is stamina yeah you know? yeah probably yeah i feel old before my time right now <laughs> yeah i I get that for yeah. sure. That And that's just from thinking about the state of today's politics. I feel, I feel a little tired in my body, too. So. I think, how much of it is just all of us being so tired? Yeah, a, a lot of it, I'm sure. I am so sure about that. But yeah. brain, fog, brain fog is something I've heard other people talk about. And, Me you too. Know. And I just wanted to know what your definition of that was. Because I remember when I was pregnant, and God, that's, that's really going back into the before times. <laughs> but I remember towards the end of that, from like seven months on, there's stuff that people will tell me I did, and I have no recollection of it all. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> it's like that little and was just sucking every brain cells out of me. Evidently. And I, I it does kind of feel like you're walking through fog a little bit. Yeah, because the thoughts are there, but they're not clear and you're still the same person. You're still thinking the same way you did, but it just takes a little longer. It's like it takes you a little longer to walk through that train of thought, walk through that path or whatever you want to say. But it does. Well, girl, I got to get you back down to uh to Weird Mountain and see what I've done in that be- little back bedroom. I, Holy cannot, mother. Wait. I cannot wait. The I little. Been just throwing stuff out and boxing stuff up. So you, now wait, you call it the little back bedroom. And I, I sent a note to my daughter this morning, and I said that um, I'm clearing out that little room, uh, which shall henceforth be known as the back bedroom. Oh. <laughs> and she said, Ah, well, I'm glad I know what it will henceforth be known as. That little room that I think of as the tool closet. Yeah, because all my damn tools are in there. Because everybody and a monkey's uncle keeps saying they're going to build me a shed. <laughs> if I had a $1,000 for every time somebody said, well, i will just come build you a shed, then I would be able to afford to have a shed built. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, do you yeah. tell them that you've got all the tools that they're going to need? Well, I, right here in this yeah, little room. Yeah. Do I have to supply all the tools for them to build a shed? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll do that, but here's the fact of the matter: nobody's gonna build me a damn shed. Probably not. I'm get me a shed. I'm gonna get me shed. Well, the shed thing, yeah, and and the old barn. I'm gonna hate to see it go. If well, there's almost nothing to see of it now, it's about flat as a flitter. I know, but it's got that really good barn wood and all that stuff. I like seeing those old gray barns. I do. Wow. Well, yeah. Now, I mean. This never was a barn, it was just the where they kept the lawnmower, I think. Where they keep the groundhogs and possums. Uh and snakes. And yeah. snakes. Yeah. I have no I you know, I have never seen a snake there. Not once. Do groundhogs eat snakes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. I know humans eat groundhogs, don't they? You hear that, Mr. Rockinson? Oh, I can hardly wait. <laughs> I remember oh. just smacking the floor with my foot. Wow, whap, whap. Come yeah. up down there. I'm trying to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to uh, scrape the walls back there. I'm trying to decide oh, yeah. what color to paint it. That's not green. Hmm. Scrape the walls and the ceiling because, you know, we had that leak 20 years ago. They got repaired, but I never... You know, because I always just used it as a storage room. Yeah. So now I'm gonna scrape down the walls and the ceiling. I'm gonna paint. Oh yeah. And I've got almost all of the junk cleared out of there, except a few boxes of old papers. My goodness. And then, um, and then we had us a li- a little bitty twin bed here, a little yeah. twin futon, and I'm gonna put that in there. So there's a little bed, a little table, and that great big old chair of my grandpa's. Oh. And uh, I'll keep the tools over in one corner and all the, you know, all that stuff that's in that one shelf yeah. will stay over in one corner until, until I magically go to Lowe's and hand them my credit card and they give me a Tupperware shed. <laughs> a Tupperware shed? Have you seen those? They look like Tupperware. I don't know what they're made of. I've seen those Rubbermaid sheds. Those all right. Rubber- a Rubbermaid, that's what it is. But Tupperware sounds better, doesn't it? It does. I I'd want like to be a, that Tupperware salesman. Yeah, you know? I'd like to have a nice uh, Tupperware shed. Would that be okay? Can you imagine you take the, <laughs> you open the door like taking off a Tupperware lid, and when you close it up, you have to burp it. <laughs> I was, that would be, that'd be all right with me. And you get, you'd collect all the different colors of the Tupperware. You'd have all kinds of, you know, there you go. There's a use for some of that. Ridiculous rubber and stuff. I want to send me a little note to Tupperware and say, "Hey, I got an idea for you. This is a great Tupperware idea. Shed. You just <laughs> pop the top off, put your tills in, done. That's right. And in case of a nuclear attack, you could go in there because they can handle microwaves. Well, yeah. Or in case of a microwave attack. Wow, well, that's what the that's what the, <laughs> the, the aliens would attack with. That's right. Them darn aliens. You never know what they're going to do. We better stop that. It'll end up being some sort of thing on the Internet. The next thing you know, one of those damn conspiracy groups will be like, did you hear that? She said it. And she's an author. I know. (laughs) Golly. She knows something that we don't. She's got that look in her eyes. Imagine if we had that much influence. Wouldn't that be something? (laughs) Be Like, well, did you hear what Alicia said the other day? I swear I'm taking that as gospel because she knows. Oh God, the country would would not. No, 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 no. I don't even like that thought. I do. <laughs> no, no, no. We can trade that word around to Byron, and I'm all right with that. Lord of mercy. Yep. Well. I totally forgot the great subject. You you, you said thing, 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 thing. And there have been a couple of times when I've been like, oh, yeah, I need to reply with this. Oh, I need to say this. Oh, I need to tell this other story. And uh, my mind is so blank. <laughs> so that's uh, what brain fog is, okay? <laughs> now we know. Uh, when my daughter was in elementary school, I used to go in once a year and do a little play with their class. Yeah, and I, I taught the kids. They go, I just can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I'd, I'd have them stick their 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 forefinger out and say what it is they had to say. They had to remember onto their forefinger and then drill it into the middle of their forehead. Oh, <laughs> that, that way it stays right in there, doesn't it? And <laughs> they, they were all about it. it was like, oh, now I remember. And then their their teacher one day said, we you know, we had some hard, we were doing mental math. We had some hard problems. And they would say that they would, I see them talking to their hand, and then they poke themselves in the forehead. Oh, God. And she said, what is that all about? And I said, that's how they remember. What? They're <laughs> drilling it. So you just need to speak what you want to say into your finger and just drill it right into your third eye. Well, that's its own kind of magic, isn't it? But it looks like you're teaching them how to do lobotomies on themselves. Oh, no, because that has to go through your eyeball, doesn't it? Yes, actually, yes. Oh, God. We, how I did you know that? I swear to God, ice pick through the eyeball. Who doesn't know that? Well, I bet the TikTok witches don't know that. So now we're talking about it. It'll be all over TikTok. You know what? You could give yourself a lobotomy. you oh. really good. You could do that totally with an ice pick. What's well, oh, an no. ice pick? What's an ice pick? Oh no 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 no! All of this is going to have to get just nope. <laughs> we can't even say it. We can't. Oh, really? it. I mean, that's how crazy it is, too. I know it is crazy. I, I was leaning waiting. in my chair, and it was squeaking over here. And but I was like, "No, it is. That's right. You said it. Ah, you know. Ah, what's gonna happen now? Ah. <laughs> what's gonna happen is that people are idiots. So, are you, have you remember what it is you're saying? Mm-mm. No, but it, it really was what I was. You would say something, and I'd think, "Oh, I'm going to reply," and then I would just totally forget it. <laughs> because you'd say something else, and send me to this other place. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's because of me. I'm I'm in and out of all these damn rabbit holes. Well, me too. That's the way I think. Some I think sometimes that's why I I just will blurt it out. It's like, oh. I thought of it. I better say it while I can remember it. (laughs) So, Miss Byron, yes'm, I got a question for you, and this is going. This is going to, at first, it's going to maybe cause you to laugh a little, okay? But I want you to give it some thought. Do you remember that show in the seventies that Leonard Nimoy was the? uh, It was the the whatever you call it, the one who talked. What do you call? Boss man. He's a boss man. And it was called In Search Of. In Search Of. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a very influential show for me. But he used to do shows about Bigfoot. And recently, for me, recently is the last 10 years, people have talked to me about Bigfoot around here. So do you have an opinion about that? Well, I know everybody thinks I've got an opinion about everything, but I really don't. I don't have any experience of having seen it out of the corner of my eye or found a thing that I thought was a Bigfoot nest or anything. So I find it a part of the mystery that I don't feel like I have to understand. I don't. I don't make fun of it because, I mean, people, I don't know what people have seen. Yeah, so I don't I don't have an opinion one way or the other. How about you? Have you seen one or felt one? or No, not, no. Well, let me say this. I've been, I've spent a lot of time in the woods, as you know. I uh, know, me too. And I've seen things that I can't explain, and I've witnessed a being that I can't explain, and... I, I guess I should just, should I tell you the story? I might oh, have already told it. Don't get somebody in trouble, though. I don't want to get nobody in trouble. No, no. I think I might have already told it, though. But there was this one time at band camp, and we. <laughs> you know, because I never was in the band. I always say, there was this one time in FEMA camp. In FEMA camp, yeah. <laughs> ours was band camp. But we we took off one evening, we being myself, and four other people. And we were going, (laughs) (laughs) we were going up a hill and it was a dirt road and just straight up a hill. And on either side of of the dirt road was uh, a fence, a chain link fence. And on either side of the fence, there were, uh, it was woods. Okay. So we're just walking up and it was a big moon. I remember that. And I don't know mm. if it was completely full or not, but we got a lot of light from it. I was the one person who had a flashlight with me, and I was on the far left hand side, and we were all just not really on purpose, but we were we just kind of took up the whole road. Um, and there was the the five of us. We were just talk, 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 walking up this road. We were all proud of ourselves, for sneaking out. And one by one we started becoming aware that we weren't the only ones we could uh, hear something could hear something back behind us to the right and it was obviously following us in the woods because it was making those sounds whereas we were on a dirt road and all these things just we knew it without having to think about it it just we knew that something was following us and one by one we kind of quit talking and and we kind of all came to a stop at the same time. And then I remember taking my flashlight and I took my flashlight and I moved it to the right. And then I was trying to find whatever it was that was following us. And then I moved it up and then higher and then higher. And then finally I saw its face. And I've never been more terrified of anything in my entire life. Oh, my gosh. Can you describe it to me? No. <laughs> wow. All I can remember, and I believe me, I've thought about this many times through the years. All I can remember is that the eyes were the most malevolent, hate-filled eyes I have ever seen. And definitely intelligent. Hmm. Okay. So do I remember a face? Nope. So we we were we all saw it, and we did exactly what you would expect. We ran ran um, down the hill, back into camp, and we never spoke of it again. And really? now, we were all friends in high school, and we were all in the band, and this was our freshman year. So we, we had all those other years to talk to each other about it and we never even mentioned it. And then came time for our 10 year reunion and, or maybe, yeah, 10 or 15 year reunion. And it was the first one I had gone to and I ran into my friend, one of the people who was there that night and, and we were talking and just you know, just catching up on things. And I said to him, I said, do you remember at band camp when me and you and 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 so-and-so-and-so-and-so went up the hill and he just, he stopped, his face changed, and he went, oh, my God. He said, I was wondering if I should say something to you about it. And what he described was not what I remembered. Okay. He just, but he did describe the eyes the same way. And that was without prompting by me. But what he described was kind of like a, uh, what I think of as a Griffith, those huh. statues, you know, like a little demon thing. But it was high up in the tree because he remembered my flashlight doing that. Okay. That it, is so yeah. interesting. So flash forward another few years, and we ran into my friend. We asked her, and she confirmed the story and added her bit to it without prompting, talked about the eyes, and she remembered it as something uh, different. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was kind of like a cat or something. And Facebook came along, and I found Jeff who was one of the people with us, and he was a preacher, Oh. So, which was kind of funny. I sent him a message, and I asked him if he remembered that, and he chastised me and said that in his church they didn't speak of the demons. And he went on and quoted some some verses to me. Oh, good heavens! And then I think, see, Mark was the last one, and and he also confirmed it but the interesting thing is they all mentioned the eyes and I remember the eyes, but every one of us remembered a different thing. And it was terrifying. Wow. So, So I have no idea what any of us experienced. All I know is that we, we were, we experienced it together. No, we weren't doing drugs or drinking. We were young and that just wasn't what we were doing. Yeah, I don't know what it was. So I guess the reason I told you that was to go back to that Bigfoot question. Was It it makes you wonder what's going on. Because I almost think that there would have to, statistically, there would have to be some intelligent life somewhere on this planet that we're not aware of. (laughs) Because God knows it ain't humans. That's right. That's it. Thank you. (laughs) So that's. Maybe trees are the intelligent life. I don't know. Well, mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they have the the biggest. They they have the network. Speaking of networks, they really Speaking do. Of, <laughs> the old fungus network. <laughs> so I got a book out of uh, your donation pile. Yeah. And I cannot wait to read it. <laughs> But well, there were some funky old books in there, wasn't there? Yes, there were. But uh, this one is, uh, and then I'm going to pass it on to Selby. Nice, nice. And it's, it's got, I'll tell you all about it next time. But for now, I need to probably go. I've got a little time set aside. I might actually get to read it. That would be Bye. crazy. How, when was the last time you you actually set aside time? Just to read, uh, for pleasure. Yes, I've been doing that. I am rereading American Gods. Oh, yeah, because I I watched the the show about that, and it just I kept thinking I don't remember that. I don't remember that character being like that. And so my daughter, who's a huge Neil Gaiman fan, said, "Well, mom, you need to read it again." And I had a had a copy, so I've been rereading it, and it you know it holds up. It's it's a good book. Isn't it nice to just have the time to read a little bit? Yes. Or to take the time. Yes. Yep, yep. All right. Well, see, we didn't talk about any food. What does that mean? We talked about gardening, though. That's food. That is food. Okay. Food. (laughs) Byron, I'm going to let you go. All right, I'm going to let you go. Let's let each other go and get on with our day. Absolutely. And y'all, thanks for listening to us. We always appreciate it. We appreciate you rambling with us. Yeah, and if anybody could maybe enlighten me, I told you my story. So if you have a theory about it, I'd sure like to hear it. Yeah, good idea. (laughs) Send us your cryptid tales. Yes, we'd love them. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Miss Byron. All right. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate the listens and the comments and likes and all of that interaction on social media. Yeah, yeah. Come by by and see us, y'all. Yep. See ya. (laughs) Bye-bye.